Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Deuce, Season 2, Episode 8. It's called Nobody Has to Get Hurt. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, we left last episode off with uh, with the shooting, with you know someone taking a, taking, taking a shot at Vincent, specifically. And mm. uh, we opened this one kind of with the fallout of that, of them going to one of the other mob busters, one who was uh, financing the film, specifically. We knew, we knew we've seen him before. Yeah. And they sort of take him, they, they set him in a chair, and they sort of, you know, you know the, the threat is very, very implied here, of course. Uh, and lucky for him, Vincent believes that he doesn't know anything and believes that they're scared the shit out of him. And Rudy's very blunt about it. He's like, you know, he just saved your life. If he wasn't yeah. here, you'd be dead. Pretty much, and he's uh, so he's he's basically pissing himself, uh, but that that's like kind of the one real thing that comes from this outside outside of him, you know, talking to the other mob boss guy who he ends up kind of working with for the for for Laurie's career in our movie yeah. deal. Um, so we still don't know who took the shots. It's still left or why or why, yeah. So that's still kind of open. So maybe we'll get there. I, I don't necessarily know if I believe both the mob bosses. I mean, you know, yeah. That's still a possibility, but uh, so certainly it's kind of still up in the air. Um, and Vince is still kind of, you know, he's still feeling weird. And he's, he's trying to like connect with Abby by reading books and, you know, into philosophy. And I hate that I, when she made that can't joke, I, I got it because I've watched The Good Place and he's brought up all the goddamn time. Right, okay. Because Chidi on that show is a philosopher and he's trying to teach Dellas how to be good and he always brings up can't. So when she said that, I'm like, I really get that reference, <laughs> but only because of the good place. So amusing, but he, he was to his father and he wants some advice, and his father's like, yeah, that, you know, sure, you, your eyes may have wandered, but you should have stayed with your wife and kids because you know, I, I stay, you know, I, I was with plenty of ladies, but I always came back because your mother was your mother, and yeah. I was never going to leave that. Um, and. He's like, so you said I messed up, and he's like, ah, this is all, it's never too late to, to fix things. So I don't know if we're going down a path of him actually going to maybe reconcile with his wife because yeah, his wife did cheat on him back at the start of the show. That was you know how it kind of all yeah, crumbled. It's kind of weird because he's like, oh, you know, me, me and Abby we want different things. Like, what do you want? That like, I want, I want family, you know, wife and kids. And he's like, yeah. you've already got that, you dick. <laughs> he's got a point. Like I can't deny there's a point there to be yeah. made. Uh, that may- maybe he didn't want that, you know, five years ago when you know season one was, but now it's like, oh, I've kind of grown into wanting that. Now. <laughs> I want that yeah. life, uh, and not focus on work all the time the way I did. Uh, but you know, so, so obviously that's kind of been his arc for the season is him realizing what he wants and that this isn't what he wants anymore. That he maybe prioritized the wrong thing, or not so much the wrong thing, but he just he completely gave up one side of his life to completely just focus on the other. Uh, yeah. Instead of actually balancing them in any any way at all, like there was no balance whatsoever. It was just no, no. I'm just going to ignore that and go all in on this. It didn't end so well, <laughs> you know, in the sense that he's clearly not that happy. Right yeah, he was maybe happy for a while, but now he's yeah. you know he's he's at this point now where he kind of wants a quieter life and uh, yeah. the, the, it's not quite as on the table as he as he would hope. So, but of course, the one of the things that I, I think it was even last episode. Um, I was speculating that I could see CC not making it to to season three. Um, I never did say though that it would have been Bobby in the parlor with a screwdriver. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna get my one criticism out of the way here. Okay, this is the second time this season 
they've and I think it might have been last week or the week before that they've gone on slightly too long at the end before queuing in the base. You thought it should have been after Frankie's line? Yeah, yeah. Black Frankie comes in and is like, oh, you you all murdered the shit out of that mf and and then, and then it cuts to them looking just kind of shocked at like what they've done. Yeah. And then it goes on for like another minute, the few a few little lines. I'm like, okay. no, 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 that was that was the moment. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, his line made me crack up because because it, it's such a tense scene. Like as soon as CC walks in there, uh, in fact, all episode because you're it, like, okay, what's he going to do? Because so to rewind to the back start of this plot with CC. It actually starts with Rudy and the other mob boss because he's like, "Hey, do you want in in this film?" And of and of course, I'm like, "But Rudy's already paid for part of this film." He's like, "I've already, I'm already earning this." He's like, "No, no, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about Laurie, the star. We're we're trying to tie her down to a picture deal." And then then we see a scene with them with the agent and talking about it, and she like brings up to them, "Hey, like her her man's going to be a problem." And I'm like, "Are we going to have Rudy and the mob like taking what? care of Cece?" Cece? Yeah. And, and they, they want to. Yeah, they even imply that. And she's like, no, no, do it clean. Just pay them off. You can afford it. And they're like, all right, okay, I'll do it. And we actually have a scene where they go to CC and they say, no, we're buying her out and we're not we're not um, negotiating this. You don't get to like drive the price up. It's 15000 and that's it. That's what you're paying. Or that's what we're yeah. paying. And, you know, CC. As much as CC likes to act big, he knows he's not got a chance here if he, if he acts the way, you know, he does. He Obviously, he's not acting happy about it, but... He knows he can't do anything here. Begrudgingly accepts. Yes, he he's not happy, and I think and that's in that scene I got very worried because this is potentially the most dangerous CC has ever been, because he's been put in this position. He he's been told that she's been taken away from him and he has no power. This is, and that's it for the rest of the episode. Every conversation with Laurie is terrifying. Yeah, obviously, what happens to her is awful. He he is the. Like, is it such an uncomfortable watch when he's like, no, we're going to go to a motel at the old days and I'm going to have sex with you. It's going to be like, you've never been effed before. And it's a really uncomfortable scene uh, and very forceful. And It is. But I was still... I was concerned he was going to like slash a face or something. Yes, yes, like, in the middle. Oh, yeah, go yeah. back now. Yeah, or the end after he was done. And he just yeah. kind of, you know, he, he belittles her and just gives her $40, which is the you know the price that used to be, you know, 30 for the for the sex and 10 for the room. That was yeah. the thing. Um. And I was still worried that he was going to do something to her. And even when she's leaving in the, in the airport and she's looking around over her shoulder, like it's like, yeah, she's worried as well. She's, you know, yeah, she she's... knows that this is not easy. And obviously, not one to go out without a fight. He he's insisting, okay, I have no claim to anything she does now, but I'm still owed a percentage of her previous work. And I'm not even sure that's true. I don't know if we ever actually had a scene of him negotiating for back end on one of her movies or Red yeah. Hot specifically. I don't know if we did, but they don't seem to be arguing with him on that point. They don't, but I, I don't know if he actually speaks to anyone who would know to argue with him. Because, I mean, I, I, like, is Frankie someone who would be... He's a producer, technically. T- technically, but he's not. Like, he, would no, he really know? But, but maybe not, but he doesn't fight him on that. He's like, look, you'll get paid when we've got it, right? I wonder if he, he just knows how dangerous CC is and he doesn't want to fight him. He's just, you know, he's trying it's, to play it's nice. It's worth just giving him the money. Yeah. Or, you know, promising him, okay, you'll get your cut. Yeah, because CC wants a front. He, he wants, you know, 10 grand right there and there. He wants an advance. I'm shocked that CC knows what an advance is, to be quite honest. Um... Well, it's about him getting paid, so of course he knows. But like you know, <laughs> like you know, it's like if, if it fits into what his his world is. I'm, I'm surprised he know he knows the terminology. Yeah, I mean, and I think he knows that because that, that's used. That's used in other things. That's used in like every industry. 
You're that no, it is. Advanced. No, no, it, it is. But CC in particular has always been very uh, just blunt and with the st- like, you know, not been sure, in, yeah. in much industry talk. He's always of any kind. You know, compare it to the scene where Candy's talking to the editor about what she wants, or notes. Like they, they're dropping industry terms left and right. And I know what they all meant, but I'm like, man, people watching this might just be like, oh, this is all fancy movie words. They don't necessarily take in what they say. Because at one point he says you want the clean close-up or the dirty close-up. And I yeah. knew what that meant. And I, but I'm just thinking, oh, people think, oh, dirty, is that because like, it's porn? And what's, what's dirty about it? And I'm like, no, it just it just means is the the other actor's shoulder in the in the frame kind of thing. Um, and as she says, her just justification for wanting the dirty close up is that no, you want it to feel like he's in our space, so therefore yeah. he's in our close up. You know, it's, you know, it's simple stuff, but it, it's effective. Anyway, so so oh, I'm really worried, and he's looking for 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 Frankie, and he goes to Vincent, and Vincent's just kind of like, ah, I don't know where he is, and he goes to the parlor eventually, and of course he's been he's not allowed in the parlors. You know, Bobby immediately points this out. House rules. Yeah. Well, I've seen Bobby all episode and. He comes into the parlor and he's like, "Hey, take the girls somewhere for lunch." I, don't I, want to... I, I like that. Um, you know, when he says, "You know, you no, no pimps allowed." Hmm. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, come on, you're just a pimp as well." Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long time coming for someone to to call them out on that. That's kind of what he is, yeah. Um, but they go into the back room, and Bobby insists on being there, kind of almost as if to back up uh, Frankie, thinking that Cece's here to cause trouble in some capacity. And he sits there and says, "Oh yeah, I want my money. I want my money." Uh, uh, Frank is like, "Oh, we don't have it." Like, you know, he's like, "Ah, oh, this is a parlor. You're you know rolling in dough here. You'll get it for me." And then you know, Bobby of course can't keep his mouth shut. Intervenes. Not that he's necessarily in the wrong to do so here, but he you know he's Bobby. You know, it feels true yeah. to his character that he's not speaking up. And CC says, "Oh, you you know, how many you know you know girls you're sleeping with here at the parlor? Does your wife know?" And that obviously strikes a chord because it's true. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, 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 he's accurate. And then he starts talking about his wife. He's like, I've seen your wife at the high hat. And starts talking about her breasts, you know, how, what you do to her. And that's when Bobby lashes out and stabs him. And I think what's effective about this is that obviously part of it is, of course, that he's he's threatening to be how he, you know, how CC is with, with other people to his wife, right? That's yeah. a threat in and of itself. That would make anyone act out. But on top of that, I think the fact that what you just said before that was completely true, it's the idea that, it almost ties into the, the conversation that Vincent had with his father in a weird way, is that no, that's my wife. You, you, yeah. you, you, you're, you're questioning my loyalty to her. And even though, yeah, to most people on the planet, the fact that you're sleeping around is, you know, disloyal in and of itself. Yeah. There is this weird moral yeah, no, compass the, to it. There's a there's a key difference between between Bobby and Vince in that Bobby didn't abandon his wife entirely. Right, yeah. he's he's been absent and he maybe not been you know that great a uh, uh, husband and father, but yeah, he's shitty been husband and father. He's, he, yeah. he has been shitty. That's, yeah, that's yeah, but he's been what's... there in some capacity. Yeah, but I I think the guilt over, like I I think it's almost like he's going over the top to defend her because of the guilt of what he's actually done to her. You know, I think that's yeah. part of the the motivation. It's not the only motivation, but I think it's what you know turns it up to eleven. Yeah, is that... obviously. The, the screwdriver doesn't kill him outright. He drags him and they have a bit of a scuffle. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, wait, is this? Because I was thinking that's because I'd remembered, like, predicting that he might go. I mean, I never thought it was going to happen like this, but I thought, yeah. is this him dying or is he going to get out of this? Is this just going to be a wound? And then, seconds later, as soon as I thought that, Frankie with a hammer behind well, him. Well, this is it. This is what I was going to ask. Bobby starts calling for Frankie. Yeah. Do you think he was calling for, you know, Frankie, hey, you're you're in there, come and help me? Or was he calling out the front to Black Frankie to be like, "Hey, your security, get in here." 
I, I was thinking Frankie, who was right there. Okay. Because it didn't feel that loud to me the way he was saying it. But again, he had his, his hand up against his throat. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. Um, I'll, maybe he just doesn't care. It's like any Frankie. Either of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just someone. One you know, of just, you do something. And I thought Frankie was just going to pull him back because you see, I see him coming up behind him. But then he just starts whacking him in the back of the head. And you don't see what it is at first. It's not until he falls that you see it was a hammer. And you're like, shit, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. sees a gun. And then, you know, of course, Black Frankie comes in and drops the, the one-liner that breaks attention. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm like, damn, CC's gone, and obviously we're going to have to deal with like covering this up. And I'm, just, I'm sure Rudy and Core are going to want to help with this. In fact, Rudy's probably like, oh, that piece of shit tried to extort money from everyone after we'd paid them off. Like the disrespect. Uh, but Rudy won't care. Obviously, there's the fallout of this. Um, but I, I like it's just it's fascinating, and I, I think it is a fitting end. And I think, but the fact that we even we contemplated this was a possibility for where this was going. And I mean, obviously, we didn't necessarily think it was going to be Bobby. Like that—that's that's something we could never have predicted that it was Bobby. Yeah. Um. But I think again, adding to the other thing is the idea that he called him a pimp like him, and the idea that Bobby sees himself as being something better than that. So the idea that then he tries to drag him into the same, you know, level is like again a, a further insult that I think hurts him, it hurts his yeah. pride. Um. There's a lot of things going on there. Uh. So, like I say, I think the core thing is still just blatantly the threatening, you know, conversation about his wife. But then you add in all these other factors as to why that will really stir him more than maybe mm. it normally would. I think adds to it. So, uh, very effective final scene, and I'm glad that there is a ninth episode this year because if this was the the final moment, I'd be like, damn it, a whole year after this, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of kind of shit. Yeah, especially if we do another time jump. Yeah, especially, but no, we're going to have to deal with this directly uh, and see where it goes. So as, as much as CC will be missed from the show next year because he adds so much to it, it does make a lot of sense. If, if Laurie's story is going to continue in some capacity, she may be gone now for us, but she may be in LA now. She may not even see that much of her in, in a season yeah. three. Um, Which I'm okay with because, you know, I think it was last week I was saying I was concerned about her going off to LA being kind of just a retread of the plot, uh, you know, that we've, we've been having this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that moment where she says he's not here, you know, he's out of your life forever, and she walks out of the airport, I mean, that could be her final moment, and it'd work. It would, yeah. That that works as that, if, if, if that's what we're doing with it. Um, I mean, I still expect to see her at least once, just, you know, I, she'll be back in New York for something, but not necessarily for the same reasons that Ashley came back, just as a... No, I think it's more like she'll come back, she's tied to the mob, right, with the funding. Mm. And I think there'll be something there that, okay, she'll have to come back for those those reasons, maybe, yeah, maybe. to do with them. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and when I talk about market and the poster, actually, <laughs> the mob guy's asking Candy, oh, you know, she's a B cup. We're going to put her, make her a D cup in the poster. Uh, just, just you know, big boob sell. And we don't even yeah. hear Candy's response. It just like it just like lingers on her reaction to that for a second before it cuts away. Um, and she, of course, is also trying to tell her son that uh, you know the film is not suitable. And he's like, well, if it's rated R, I can go if you come with me. She's like, uh, no. And the only thing is, Candy says maybe you can see it one day, and I'm like. But you're in this movie. No son wants to see a movie where his mother's in like this. <laughs> no, no, I think she's just saying that to, yeah. so he'll stop asking. I know, but think about it, really. Like, if, if your mother was a porn star, would you ever want to see any of those? You wouldn't. Well, no, but she's not actually thinking, oh, he'll watch sure. it one day. She's going, oh, you can watch it one day. Now shut up. Yes, yes. I, I get it, but it's just, you know, I'm like, no, no, don't. <laughs> Make it clear. Make it clear, because if he if he if he sneaks into it somehow when it's in theaters, not oh, he's knowing, definitely going to yeah, which he's definitely going to and be traumatized that he sees what he sees. Uh, 
like stop it make that make that impossible right now damn it i i don't <laughs> think he's even gonna need to sneak into it i think he's gonna see a poster mm. but, and he'll be like okay i get what it is oh, oh you'll get yeah you'll get what type of film it is i guess i guess i see, I see yeah. what you mean yeah okay yeah, i could see it sure um meanwhile larry uh, still acting. He's fixing lines, arguing with uh, so, some dialogue that he's not he's not particularly keen with. He's not happy with it, no. No, but 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 in the racist side, um, which I, I like that he points out. No, just write the dialogue properly, and if it feels natural for me to say it a certain way, I'll do it. But you know, you you're yeah. intentionally altering every word to what you think yeah. I should be saying, and, it, and I'm like, okay, he's got a point. You know, let, let him do it naturally. It makes a lot more sense. Um, but we, the big scene with him, I think, is that. Uh, the, his ex, you know, his ex girl, if you even phrase it that way, uh, shows up at the diner, uh, yes. having been in prison, and he never visited her, and she kind of makes him give, give all of his money over, and like him and Darlene are sitting there all fine, and uh, you know, and again they've been feeling very different this season, and it feels less pimp and prostitute. I mean, sometimes you're reminded that it is, but a lot of it does it's, feel very it, couple. It does feel a lot less compared to any of the other pimps. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's almost like this thing, this this ugly part of his past. It's like just when he was starting to forget that he was a pimp, something reminds him, and it's very tense when she walks in, and it's very tense the whole yeah. whole interaction with her. Um, and it's interesting because it, you know it's almost like even even Darlene, because Darlene at one point uh, rolls her eyes actually. Uh, it's when he says something like, "Oh, I thought oh, not a day has went by that I didn't think of you." I think it's that line that it cuts to Darlene. She's kind of rolling her eyes like, "Yeah, bullshit." <laughs> Yeah, it's like you haven't mentioned her in five years. Yes, we yeah we we've been doing nothing because because I mentioned she had a relationship with uh, Melissa, um, way back way back in season one, uh, which which, which we remembered because uh because uh, yeah. that was that was like a, a running subplot for that whole season, and it's just it's really interesting and I'm curious to see where we go with this. Like, does does he make a choice? because it's worth noting as well that Larry does not go to the pimp meeting that the others have. No, he doesn't. At one point, uh, the other pimps call a meeting to discuss the the, the, the activists. Council of pimps. Yes, the council of pimps, and Rodney's useless. In fact, he's him and uh, Cher just getting high, and he's he's very unsubtly casing pharmacies for potential robberies because he wants wants more drugs. Rodney cracks me up. Um, he's an amusing character, a very sad character, but he's an amusing character. Yeah. And yeah, so Larry's not there, which is very worth very worth noting. And something something bad could happen to Ashley now. I'm kind of you know, obviously it won't be Cece, but uh, certainly no. But they're all aware of who she is, and she's the one causing the trouble. And it's actually Cece who kind of tells him not to do anything, not because he's trying to protect her. And I'd never really believed that he would have tried to do that, but because he points out that no, she's not a prostitute anymore. She's a, she's a civilian. If she turns up dead, all of our lives are going to be made miserable because the police are going to be sniffing around. Yeah, yeah. One one of their girls turns up dead. They deal with it. It's a, it's an internal matter. Yeah, but you, they they know that okay. They've got a certain relationship with the police, right? You know, they're allowed to get. They can get away with some stuff, but not this. Yeah, I don't even think it's not so much that they'd get away with killing a prostitute. It's just more so that the resources and the time that it would that they would be given to to deal with it would not be there. You know, it'd be kind of like oh well no one's losing sleep over this one not being solved yeah. kind of thing um which is not the right attitude to have obviously but it's just it's the way it seems to be and so so now that cc's dead 
what happens now? Did they, did they honour what he said? Did they? Because because it was not even so much that he was giving a ruling. He kind of felt like it in a way, way, but it was more that he was just speaking sense. He was actually being smart <laughs> in the scene and said, "Here's why was, we shouldn't yeah. do that." <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not going to end well. Yes, I sense tragedy. Me too. And uh, in, in this finale, uh, well, this is the thing. This was technically a tragic ending, but let's be honest, we don't feel sympathy for CC. I don't think we we no. ever were going to because he's been such a vile human being throughout the entire show. To, to be fair, they didn't try to make us feel sympathy. Oh, they didn't. No, no, they absolutely didn't. But which which means we're still due the tragedy. This uh, was just a shock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, other subplots that we should mention: uh, Vincent has a fling with a rich woman, an uh, older rich woman, in fact. Uh, <laughs> and then he's cast aside, and thank you, wasn't it? Sorry, Frankie, yeah, Frankie, you're right. I, I was just a slip of the tongue. I, I, wasn't I was mis- just trying to remember, because obviously I'm like... I wasn't misremembering the characters, I, I just said the wrong name. Um, but yeah, so Frankie yeah, has a fling with the, the, the older rich woman, and it's kind of stumped when she says, oh yeah, you've, you've got this you know, you know, know, rough attitude to finances, and you just sort of go, you know, book you into, book you in, dodge, dodge some, you know, he doesn't go into it, but that's kind of what he's saying, he's like, he doesn't have a regular job, he just kind of like goes with the flow. Yeah, and she points out that well, what about when you're old, when you've no pension and whatnot, and he's just kind of like, me old? Oh, I never really thought about getting to an old age. Uh, he was expecting to get shot long before that. Yeah, which kind of sums up uh, Frankie in a, in a nutshell, really. It, it does, yeah. But yeah, so I think that's worth mentioning uh, for for that because and he, he split up with the, the with his wife, which we kind of we kind of saw that happen. We just we just never actually gave us the bow that said that they split up now. Yeah, but we got that hilarious scene. Where he fired her, <laughs> so that was all we needed, really. Yeah. So we had that. Um, Goldman uh, is uh, well, he's got a plan for Alston. Alston's kind of feeling a bit down about about um, Flanagan's death and how the, the city kind of like because he, he seems to imply that he was a good cop once, and that the, the city kind of slowly deteriorated him. I have no reason not to believe him. Yeah, Alston's someone who's I'll take his word on it. Yeah, but he's worried that that'll happen to him. That he will be he slowly is. demoralized, and it's almost like it opens him up to the idea that maybe they can change something in some way. And he listens to Goldman in a way that he hasn't before. And so, okay, so what's the plan? So, oh, yeah, we we get them out of the buildings based on all these, you know, just built not not bullshit, but like all these just health violations, just you know, all things Te- that aren't to do, yeah, yeah, things that aren't to do directly with the the, the sex work. Um, and then we put legitimate businesses, raise the value of the the real estate. And that's how you kind of clean it up because you get then other people are here and, and so on and so on. And he listens to him. But we also see Goldman is, uh, again, kind of living two lives. And it kind of ties into, again, the Vincent conversation with his father and the Bobby stuff. And that he has no interest in leaving his family because he has sex with this guy. And the guy's like, oh, I couldn't live two lives. And, you know, you don't have to do that anymore. You know, it's okay to be gay now. And he's like... No, I, like this is me as well. I'm a family man, which I, I almost, I was almost expecting to say, no, I'm not gay, I'm bisexual. I was almost expecting a correction there. I was, yeah. Yeah, but even without the sexuality side of it, he's like, no, I'm also a husband and a father, and that that's not different because I happen to be gay and like men. Like that, that's yeah. something that is still a part of me and who I am. Um, again, it's unfair to his wife. I mean, unless she knows, but I, I doubt it. The guilt, the guilt was there when he was sneaking into bed. Uh, it was yeah. last episode or two, but. Um, so there's still a, a negative side to it, but again, it's just uh, this, sticking with the other ideas of um, mm-hmm. infidelity and like how, how that ties into marriage and who should stay yeah, it's, with. Yeah, it's the idea of whether or not they stick around and support the family. Yeah. 
Um, so no, and it's not, it's not even so much that the this moral code that's been presented in this episode about that is actually something that I think most people would even agree with. It's just the idea that this is what this in this time and this group of people, this is how they see see the world, yeah, and what they believe is the right thing to do. Um, most people, I think, yes, yeah, cheating your spouse is. It's probably not a good thing. No, it's bullshit, yes. Most people think it's bullshit. Some people have open relationships, and if they're both for it, then... And, you know, to be yeah, fair, that's Abby... That's different, then. That's not really yeah. cheating, is it? And Abby and Vincent have kind of had that arrangement, although it seems like it kind of drifted away for a while, and they'd kind of forgotten about it. And then it felt kind of... The jealousy kind of came when they started doing it again. It kind of... Yeah. That, that, that was kind of the feeling this season. So, uh, but no. Um, other scenes to mention, Darlene and the guy at her night school. Um, can I still hit off? Her up with a, a legitimate job. Yeah, she wants a job. She's never had a resume, and he's like, ah, "I can put out a word for you. My my sister, or whoever's uh, got a got a fashion shop. Maybe she could use some yeah. help." And she's all, and you know, it's kind of a sweet scene. They feel like they have chemistry, and he's like, "Yeah, you're asking me to be patient. I can be patient." And he kind of walks off, and it's yeah, yeah. You know, again, there was no advancement on the pregnancy stuff this episode, was there? Well, she went to the clinic last episode, and yeah, yeah, but there was no reference to it as well. No. Um, I don't know if there necessarily will be. I don't know if there has to be. No, okay. I just, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of expecting Larry to find out. Okay, I can see them maybe get into an argument, and her bringing that up is, you know, yeah, as a point to to whatever point she's trying to make, she'll be like, no, you know, I actually was pregnant with your kids at some point, and yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I, I can see that being a thing. Um, but yeah, I kind of just want to see Larry's reaction to to finding out. I want to see Larry's reaction to just about anything, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I hope it turns the time jump far enough in the 80s that New Coke's a thing. I want to see Larry's reaction to New Coke and then Coke 2 coming back. So that, that's something that I don't think I mentioned the other day, but we always praise this show for just looking authentic, right? Oh, sure, yeah. But it's it's very little that you see actual brands with logos that have changed or anything like that. And it was like two episodes ago, I think it was maybe when vince took took his drive and you saw just a coke a can of coke mm. from the time and i was like oh yeah we don't see that very often and it stuck out to me no they, they don't overdo it like if every so often if, if, if it need be yeah they'll, they'll have one but yeah it's not it's not something they've overdone because it's usually a very easy way to date it right is you have the old logos you have the old yeah. Doritos by and you have the old right but they've done so little of it that just seeing this one can for like three seconds was like whoa that's weird Actually, I want to point out, uh, often, well, the show is very expertly crafty, but one of the things we don't necessarily often praise specifically, because it's not very showy, is the cinematography. It's very it's very understated uh, in a smart way. But I do want to say that uh, the opening scene, when the, they had the, the mob boss and the chair and all that, the, the lighting, uh, it looked quite good. It did, yeah. It looked quite good. Um, and the dialogue's always on form. Um, it's always a very uh, competent direction, in, in the sense that it's not showy, like you say, but so much of this show is dialogue. Yeah. And it does a great job of capturing that. It's there to service the dialogue. It's, it's not, the dialogue's not there to service the, the insane filmmaking style that whoever was thinking it up thought up, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is good. No. Uh, can, cannot, cannot complain. I, I just wanted to go back to that scene where Cece's, you know, being confronted with, uh, with Rudy and Tommy. Uh, and just Tommy. Like just like eyeing him up, like just waiting for it to go down. It was just he just wants to just drop him, doesn't he? Um, 
and I'm like, man, this is just, it's just because these characters have never interacted in the show before. So as soon as that CC was brought up to Rudy and, and Tommy, it was like, oh, damn, like this, yeah. this, this, this cross section of characters might get bloody, and it kind of did in a way, but not directly in the scene. It was later, and as a result of it, but yeah, still, um, that that was really exciting as soon as that happened. So. Uh, so I, I think that's a good sign of character writing and, and progression that we're at a point now where we've got all these, you know, we've got like 30 characters and we're so used to a lot of them that we can be excited over the idea of two of them meeting that don't typically interact and we can just go, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Um, and I just remembered another little subplot that we didn't talk about. There's a lot of little ones in this. There's, there's two or big three focus ones, but then there's a couple of little things. Uh, Paul and his actor friend um oh yeah okay just a couple of scenes just a couple of quick things uh, it was basically just a debate about how the his actor friend feels like because he started doing sort of gay stuff on screen he feels like he's just boxed into always doing he's, that he's, he's typecast is what yeah. he's saying um and then he's like yeah but you're free because you know, all, all the actors who hide the fact that they're gay or are, are have to hide that and they can't be free you are free and so it's, it's this debate about you know whether or not it was right or wrong, and uh, the, mm. and uh, this, the sad truth is I think Paul's right, but um, it's a shame that it's affected his career because the actor's probably right that it has negatively impacted his career in in yeah. this sense, um, and yeah. So, but it was yeah, it's interesting couple of scenes. Um, yeah, um, we had a scene with uh, oh god, the activist with uh, with Ashley and Abby. Oh yeah, where they they basically tell Ashley to back off because she's. She's she's kind of overdoing it. She's getting really aggressive in trying to save all the individuals. Like. Obviously, what basically what it's come down to is she's too close to it, right? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Because it, it's all well and good to say, you know, we we're, we're obviously kind of on a side in the sense that yeah, okay, she's helping some people, right? And and she has definitely helped some people. Because even that one prostitute that has been helping her kind of like tells her to back down a bit in this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it, it kind of gets to the point where he's like, hey, no, 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 you're actually harming it in the long term. Yeah, you might help a couple of people here or there, but it's not going to change the systems, which is what he's trying to do. Yeah. And, and he, I think he's he walks out. Right. Yeah, he, he yeah. quits and walks out, yeah. Um, and he, even Abby like tries to you know, to get her to understand. Um, and she, she kind of listens a little bit. She, yeah, I'll, I'll kill, kill it a bit. But it, yeah, so definitely also She's bubbling. too close to it because obviously this is, this obviously she went through it. She knows. Yeah. But she she can't comprehend the other way might work. Yeah. Um, so no, we'll we'll see. And I I feel like that'll be something that happens in the time jump actually. Is there'll be some changes, or we'll be right in the brink of the change after the time jump. Yeah, yeah, it could be. The idea that it, it, it did take time, but we are going to be there when the, the time jump happens for the next season. So, um, is there anything else we missed? Because there's so many goddamn characters, but I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I don't remember anything else. That but... that that has that has been episode eight of the Deuce season two. I'll be back next week with the season finale, so look forward to that. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, but of course go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv if you want to have a look at what bonus you can get, if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. But otherwise that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV guys. Have you got any vanilla?